Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. dummy half. It's with the halfback, William. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, the first episode of the 2024 NRL preseason. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're back for another year of NRL Supercoach with the game officially launching today. It's a bloody exciting time of the year. Uh, my first guest today, look, how do I put this? Most people, they spend their summers with family, they head to the beach, get a bit of sun. Um, you know, this bloke actually locks himself in the attic. He gets his spreadsheet out, he crunches the numbers, he has a bloke tin in his hand. It's SC Spy. Mate, you have come back as fired up as I've ever seen you. Cash, mine back 12 months. It might be pretty similar, mate, but <laughs> I'm not a nerd. I do other things. However... <laughs> Much I love my family, you know what I love more? Rugby league. <laughs> Not really, but in all, in all seriousness, it's been a good summer of, you know, cricket, going to the beach, catching up with mates, family in there as well, and cricket and Aussie Open and all the rest, but it's around the corner, isn't it? Honestly, God, I just love footy so much. It's the best. Yeah, we, we were comparing sides before the show started, and Spy actually showed me the draft side he had ready for 2026 NRL Supercoach round one. Spy, mate, cheapies. How, how have you been? Bloody good, yeah. Good summer. No complaints with me, mate. Yep. Good freshen up. Took a bit of time off work and, yeah, ready to rumble, hey. Clear-headed and ready to rock. Good to hear, mate. Candy got stuck into it. Our next guest, this bloke actually pitched his swag outside South Sydney headquarters <laughs> over the summer watching the bunnies train. Basically, he was there to try and work out if Talis Duncan or Jai Arrow was starting on the edge in round for the bunnies. We'll find out later on if he's got an answer. Matty, the water boy. Matty. I was, I was there doing that. I was also there making sure that you know, there was peace and everyone wasn't fighting because <laughs> yeah. we can't have another repeat of what happened last year. How's, uh, <laughs> how's our boy Jackie White settling in over there, mate? Uncomfortable? Uh, nah, mate, he's loving life. He's got a huge smile on his face, as, as we said on Monday. Um, yeah, um, I'd say condolences to you, but I don't really care. <laughs> he loves the city life, Jackie, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give him three, <laughs> three rounds and he'll be back in the capital. Uh, and Matty, going to get you a bit more, bit more involved this year, mate. You, you've yep. done your tutelage the, the last years. You know your footy inside and out. You know your supercoach pretty well now too, and just, just a bigger role to play in the SC Playbook podcast rather than just, just being thrown to and being the man behind the, uh, the cameras. Nah, keen to do it this year, man. I've, um, I've had a... Yeah, a bit of a progression the last few years. Obviously, a couple of years, a couple of years ago, I kind of tried it the first time. Forgot to do trades sometimes. Uh, dove in last year, and yeah, a lot of uh, lessons learned last year. But yeah, keen to absolutely rip in this year. It'll be good spy to have. I said, Matty, he's learning 
the art of Supercoach well, but he knows footy as well as just about anyone that I do know. But it is also good on this panel, we do have a bunch of Supercoach nerds who you can get, would you call it pigeonholed a little bit into the stats, what everyone else is saying. Maddie's an outside opinion from this a lot of the time, which can come in very handy at times. It's good. And we get to talk a little bit of footy with the great man as well. Because <laughs> as you said, we love our stats and our super coach, but we love our footy as well. So that'd be good. Um, I literally said to him about five minutes ago, I was having a look at one of our guys. I said, hey, mate, what happened in the South Brisbane game like around 14 <laughs> last year? This bloke is, ah, oh, bin, very contentious. <laughs> so he's all over it. I knew, he loves his bunnies. <laughs> he does. Uh, another super coach gun, 2019 super coach champion, an SC Playbook Foundation member, Desi Creek, involved in a really nasty, scary car accident over over the Chrissy period spy and did a bit of a number on himself, Desi. Can report that he's miraculously okay. His attitude towards the whole thing has been nothing short of phenomenal. How, uh, how grateful he is to have got out of it relatively okay. Spy, he's, he's on a bit of a... He's on the mend at the moment, but... as Happy to report that he's in good spirits. He'll be back providing content back on the podcast in time just as he gets himself right. Yeah, scary stuff for Desi, but obviously, thankfully, he's, uh, he's all good, uh, despite probably a little tough road there. So it'd be good to have him back when he's ready. And he'll be no doubt be my sparring partner, yeah. as always, because we have a bit of fun together. Yeah, you have to find someone new to pick on while he's off, maybe. Yeah, Desi is in, uh, in the thoughts of the SC Playbook community until he can get back on his feet and at the bar, more importantly, on today's show, we're going to get stuck into what we learned from last season that we'll take into Supercoach 2024, our club previews. Starting off with four clubs, the Brisbane Broncos, looking at a few things such as is Payne Haas a buy or an avoid to start the season, the mighty Canberra Raiders, a few cheap cheapies looming in the capital for us this season, uh, the Rabbitohs, of course, why Cam Murray should be a set-and-forget skipper for 2024, and at the Sharkies, Prince Nico, is he a must-have for round one at halfback? We'll also be dropping a super pod we're each eyeing off uh, just before we do get stuck in what we learn spy what's in store for sc playbook this season of course if you are listening via the audio we also have the podcast going up on youtube each and every week the full show as well as for you other clips from across the week of podcasting action and rugby league tons of articles up on the website i'll be doing squad breakdowns of all 17 teams in the preseason, our team reveals will be up there. Cheapy analysis, draw analysis, all that good stuff to help you prep your round one team. Also, including the return of NRL Supercoach draft content in 2024. Uh, when we get into the nitty-gritty, we'll have about six podcasts a week across the SC Playbook network alone as we get closer towards round one. Tons of social content as well. More and more video content coming out in this season. So go and follow our socials at SC Playbook One across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, plus a few very exciting announcements to come over the next couple of weeks. Spy, let's get stuck into it. Uh, and just, just speaking of socials, mate, SC Spy 7 on Instagram, fresh launch, a few reels coming your way. I'm loving it. SC Spy 7 is up on Instagram. That is, it's a frightening concept. It's a frightening prospect <laughs> for the Supercoach onlookers, but mate, it's an exciting one. How have you handled the step up to the gram? I love it. I'll tell you what, guys and girls, you'll get some content this year. Go <laughs> Sitting around home, mm, might just do a reel. Mm, yeah. Might just do this. Mm, might go live. We're yeah. talking about, we're going to the cricket and the boys are like, oh, Spy's going live Saturday night at nine. Sunday night, Sunday morning is wake up. He's still live. <laughs> this is why you need Ryan Pappenhausen <laughs> in your side, just to reiterate. And we 14 had a hours <laughs> later, Insta-Live with the Spy. Uh, do jump on and give the big fella a follow on that one. And what we learned 
from the 2023 NRL Supercoach season. The first episode of Beers and Breakevens with myself and the Guru is live from last week. I had a good chat about this on that. I'll touch on a couple of things, uh, but you can go on this sort of there. Spy, I'll start with you, mate. What, what were your big takings from last season? I was going to go with point one, but I'm going to actually change it because the unpredictability last year was the big one for me. Never seen a season like it where guys who... In supercoach circles and fantasy sport or real sport, you'll find people have outlier games where, you know, they have a cracking match, maybe two, but then it doesn't continue because that's just not what tends to happen. Class tends to come back to the to the surface in that front and people who have maybe overachieved go back down a peg. Last year was a bit different. Blokes just came out of nowhere with scores and then just continued on. So I think my thing is just being a little bit more open-minded this year and to, okay, this guy's doing well. Why is he doing well? Is it lucky? Um, I think maybe I just wrote it off as luck at certain sides last year. And maybe if you have a look deeper, there were reasons why they were doing well. Jermaine Asako is probably your classic yep. example. It's a Bennett coach side. They, he wasn't just fluking tries. He was in a Wayne Bennett side with good structures and good composure around the park and it led to four-pointers and he was playing well to boot. So I think I'm just going to be try a little bit more open-minded on that front, but also not just jumping in willy-nilly at someone who might go well. So just that sort of summing up that information, collecting that and just making some informed decisions. Yeah, so like, like a, a very heavily used word on this podcast, Spahey, is anomaly. Comes up at least, at least four or five times a podcast. And you do have, particularly with wingers, these in particular try scoring and scoring anomalies where they have a couple of big weeks and you go, Pedigree says that they're going to come back to the pack. But last season, you thought that probably not as much. So going into this year, it's a case of, all right, as you said, when this happens and a bloke has three weeks where he scores six tries and gets three times, whatever it might be, going, what's the reason for this? Can he maintain it? Because like I assume someone like Greg Marju might come to mind for that. Mm. That being said, Greg Marju, he just needs to stay in the NRL team to, to score points, Sydney, but that's how you're looking at it. Yeah, I think it's just that whole patience around trades and deciding carefully what to do and maybe waiting an extra week if you need to to make that decision. Um, but me personally, my biggest one at the moment, the last couple of years, two kids, mate, gets busy. Mm. So it's been a little bit harder just to, like I've often come in on a Tuesday to a potty and haven't, truly know what I'm going to be doing. And what I find happens is I get all this head noise from all the, all different parts. I'm on social media. And by the time I go to make my decisions, I'm clouded. Yep. So what I'm going to do this year, and I really enjoyed late last year, I did Walsh's rap for him. One week he couldn't do it. Went through every game, went through it. And I just found beauty. I'm ready to go for next week already. So every Sunday night, I'm going to do something similar, uh, whether it's an actually an audio broadcast or not. I might even just do it for myself. Yep. Go through it, still a recap of the round while it's fresh sort of pencil in my targets and then I can, can come on Tuesday and know what I want to do but then be adaptable from there and go you might raise something and say that's a very good point I'll be flexible traditionally a bit stubborn at times yep. so I can take that on board but knowing my plan of attack and knowing what I wanted to do also gives me a bit more time to go through each position and just sort of maybe find a few diamonds in the rough so to speak so time yeah. making time yeah. for myself I, I think that's a cracker mate you you know you, you live and die by the sword and you make your decisions before you look at – there's so much Supercoach content. And it's a great, uh, I think, way to look at for, for any Supercoach player out there who, you know, the, the SC Poker Potty will go live for Tuesday each week. You know, Walsh will do his rapper of a Sunday night. People listen to all of this. But, you know, even before that, even as you're sort of getting towards Sunday, just start going and having your little short list of these, this is who I like, this is who I want out, this is who I want in. Then you start taking the content in, don't you? Yeah. Or, you afterwards, know, you, you know, you might be listening to that Sunday night podcast and, and be making your ideas, and it's you know it's a heavily recapped of the weekend. Being leading into all the content once teams drop Tuesday 4 p.m., have them ready to go, have your plan, and then you go. All right, 
to all the content creators out there at SC Playbook, all over the shop. There's so many good ones out there. Changed my mind. That's it. Yeah. You tell me why not to get them yep. and that sort of stuff. See, I think I know for a fact a couple of years ago when I came 90 odd, it was the COVID year and I was just in a house drinking schooners <laughs> and chilling out. And I had a lot of time just to do my own thing. And it was just, I had time and that's what works. So I'll just make some time this year. Plus, I love it. I said I'm not a nerd before. Yeah, yeah, I and, might, it's, and it's awesome. I might just be a bit of a footy stats nerd, <laughs> let's be honest. Might uh, be. <laughs> um, and sport in general. But just quickly on that, the only others I had were not to overload one side, unless I'm sure. I started with Roosters last year, five or six, and they went terrible. Mm. I was stuck with Teddy as captain. I was so sure on them. And to be honest, it busted my season within the first month. It was hard to come back. I had to trade them out. I had to decide who too much. So a bit of balance, uh, unless I'm really, really sure that you know, this is who I want to attack. So that's one thing there. Another one there, not as, as detrimental as probably at the start of the season, but when the Bunnies led the comp uh, after 11 rounds last season and it was around about periods around origin, I think they began to have a really favourable schedule and people, I know myself included, started to load up on the Bunnies and they just plateaued. It didn't necessarily destroy a lot of the Supercoach scoring, but they didn't go on this run that we'd anticipated. So, you know, it's not only the start of the year, but one thing, the other thing there is obviously the weekly buy, which, yep. you know... We don't, it's only one team, one by each way. You should be able to cover it. But if you do go too heavy on a side, it can be pretty critical. <coughs> can hurt. Certain in, in saying exactly that, in the bunny scenario, let's say we get round 11 this year, they're flying, their draw opens up, you can still go it. Like if you want to back them in, I'm just going to be care cautious of if I'm going to do that, I want to be pretty confident that they're not going to hit the wall yep. or, or get that wrong because it's a long way back if you've got five guys not performing overly well. Um, outside of that, just the classic one every year, chase upside. I just want the guys in that first month, who's the bloke that's most likely to score that 200 that leaves me on the lounge in half tears going, I'm done. I'm bloody done. Yeah. Uh, I want him in my side. So you can't have everyone, but just give yourself the best possible opportunity to have that guy in there. Uh, and at the end of the day, just as we always say, back myself. I copped some last year for not always backing myself. So this year, hammer down. Let's do it. I'll just be backing myself in. If we're sitting here... <coughs> In seven months' time, Spy, and we're talking about lessons learned from 2024, and you say, I'm just going to back myself this year. You can cut me. Sacked. Yeah, cut yeah. me. I'll cut myself. Um, <laughs> as for myself, uh, before we'll throw to Maddie and get his thoughts in a minute, but my big one, mate, is, is injuries. I've always been very cautious around injuries, and that is players with niggles and in particular players returning from injuries. So I've just hated risking. I thought, look, if they go down early, I'm dead. It'll kill me. It's probably hurt me the opposite in recent seasons a little bit. Kalen Pong was the obvious one last year. I avoided when he got below 500k last year because of his concussion history. And I thought he's just one knock away. And I dug my feet in for that one and stayed away from him. And it really hurt me in the back end of last season. Another one, Nico Hines last year, I think from memory, came back maybe round four from injury with a, from a calf injury and then they had the bye round five. I said, I'll just wait, I'll hold off. And his first game back, we all know, he came out and scored one eight and I just thought, come back from a calf injury, he can't get around that well. The reality is, especially early in the year, clubs are not going to risk these star players if they're not you know, pretty damn close to 100% sure they're going to get through this game right because it's not worth the risk. And when I say I'm being more cautious around, sorry, less cautious around inju injuries, it's for those high upside guys that can yep. hurt you. Because it's no, it's no point doing it and, and taking that risk for a bloke that's going to get you 50 or 60 points or less because it's like, well, no, that is where I will be looking and be cautious around injuries. But it's the ones like Ponga, NK, uh, like Ponga, like Nico Hines, like Latrell Mitchell the year prior who was coming back from injury with a tough run. I didn't get him, really hurt me, going... 
No, that they can get their 180 and then you're just chasing cash and points and all that. Yeah, it's not your bike you go, oh, I knew I shouldn't have got him in for his 50. Yeah. Like, it's the bike you go, you know, he could have scored me 180, so I'll cop it. Yeah. I like it. Exactly right. Uh, Matty. Yes. What about yourself, mate? Any any major lessons that you learned last year that you'll be taking into 2024? Absolutely. Uh, How long do we have? Oh, yeah, plenty of lessons. But I guess... Do trades. Yeah. <laughs> No, I did. My trades were good last year. That was the year before, so okay. I, learnt, I learnt that lesson, which was good. <laughs> but I guess the because I, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to think with a super coach brain rather than a rugby league brain. And I guess my short term and long term priorities were kind of a bit off. I guess planning for buyers was one thing I could do better, but that's obvious. I'm thinking more short term, where if a player, for example, had a good run, I'd be like, all right, sweet put them in, they're playing some weak opposition. But if a good player, for example, had a tough run, the rugby league in me, the rugby league fan in me was like, yeah, but they'll step up against these teams. Yeah. I, yeah. I never really, really listened. Like teams having, uh, players having a tough run never deterred me. And I think that cost me a lot last year. Another thing is um, I think I went a bit safe just going off averages rather than, like three-week averages, blah, blah, mm. rather than picking people that could potentially get a massive score. And, you know, I'd listen to you guys each week. I listen to Guru, blah, blah. And, like, you'd all have people that might have gone shit one week but went absolutely gun the next week. And I didn't really have as many of those people. So I guess yeah. taking a few more risks like that as well. Yeah, that's it. And, and it's just it's finding those blokes that <laughs> it's it's the – the, the golden snitch of Supercoach. It's finding <laughs> the blokes who are about to go on a run before anyone else does because if you can do it for two weeks in a row where they get their 150s, the third week it doesn't matter because 98% of people own them. It's trying to get on them early. And that's another one I'm trying to do this year, Spy. Yep. Yes. Is just be a little bit more aggressive in going for those players around lower ownerships and go, you know what? You know, people, you, I'm weighing up two options. One's at 90% ownership that everyone's gone with. Rather than going, oh, I risk getting left behind but not going them. If I genuinely believe there's another player, let's say it's the same position or a spine player, whatever it might be, that has that big upside and they're at like 3% ownership, just go screw it. If I think they can go every bit as good as them, if not better, why not roll the It's dice? almost like you initially forget the ownership totally. Have a look at them and go, gee, they're close or I like this guy. Then you have a look and say... Oh, I like him. And yeah. he's 10%. You ripper. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Again, where injuries have played into it before in the past, and I've gone, you know, this place at 3% ownership. If I pay out for him, then he gets injured. I'm in all sorts. Just injuries are going to happen. You can't control them. Let him be. Uh, Spy, the SC Playbook subscription package is once again available at scplaybook.com.au in our menu. It is $50 for the entire season and the cricket in BBL, what will be, BBL 14. So for 12 months worth of content, it is $40 for just the NRL content for the season. So what does it get you? Get you access to numerous additional premium articles on site every week of the preseason and multiple additional articles every single round of the NRL season. Access to our WhatsApp group popping off the last couple of years. I've loved the introduction of that one. Basically, it's our community all in one place for SC Playbook, going back and forth with team advice with each other and our team of contributors. Our contributors have a contributor-only thread where everyone can see it, but only the contributors can comment in 
using that one. We give our thoughts, including our updated trade and skipper plans throughout the week. We know they change from Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday at times. There's a late mail thread to keep up to date with all the team news each and every week. All in one easy spot, plus plenty more threads to come as well. Also, access to to the SC Playbook Unlimited Group major prize. That is worth $1,000 in cold, hard cash to the winner. Uh, we will be announcing the Unlimited Group code probably on next week's show. Uh, and more to add to that package in 2024, so stay tuned. If you are a current subscriber to the full package, that means you are subscribed for the BBL season into NRL 2024. Email supercoachplaybook at gmail.com. That's supercoach, full word, with the email address you use to sign up. Then we can check it's active and send you the new link to the WhatsApp group from there. If you're subscribed, sorry, if you were subscribed last season and haven't resubscribed, that will not be you. You have to have uh, done it since the, the new cricket season started for BBL 13. Now, Spy, let's get stuck in to the first of our team previews for the preseason. And we do start with the runners-up last season in the Brisbane Broncos. Their draw to start the year. The Sydney Roosters in Vegas. They then play the Rabbitohs at home, the Panthers away, the Cowboys at home, and the Storm away. It's a really, really difficult start to the year for the Broncos, but we know they're littered in talent. And let's start Let's start at the top. And it's Sexy Boy Reese Walsh at 813k, available only at fullback. He's a bloke that I know you're somewhat keen on. He's a bloke that I was extremely keen on. But when I look at that draw... I'm concerned about the trip to Vegas, the toll that this might take on players. I'm concerned that it is a significantly thinner playing field than the NRL dimensions, and I think that's going to impact attack a fair bit. He's very expensive. I think he can average 90, 95 plus this year, but I'm sort of thinking I might wait till sort of round five, six, because it is a tough start to the year. It's a massive call. He was front runner for me. In the preseason, last couple of weeks to partner Ponga at fullback. I just think we know what he can do. He's probably going to go to another level. We saw what he did in the finals mm. last year. Even in that grand final, he had a couple of line breaks. I had to look for he had 10 tackle busts against Penrith. Like he could do anything. The prelim final before that, I know the Warriors got overwhelmed a bit just with the Broncos forward pack, but <clears throat> he had six line break assists, three try assists. Like it's a freak, let's be honest. Um, Speaking to one of the boys who who played in the NRL over the off season, actually, I just said, "Hey, how would you how would you defend Walsh? And can you?" And he basically said, "Not really. Like if you're if you're one on one with him and he's got his options, you're not. You, you're just hoping. Yeah. <laughs> you're hoping his past goes astray because you just can't stop the bloke. And how good's that? It's exciting. In saying all that, as you said, Vegas <clears throat> smaller field hurts him, hurts everyone because he's going to use his speed to get on the outside there. Um, I do have a bit of a theory that maybe. They're going to blow more six agains or something in round zero because they want points. Everything they've been yeah. ramming down our throats last season is points, points, points. Going to America, we want points. So is it just going to be really open and fast? So maybe that counteracts it. Interesting. Maybe um, it does. Yeah. It's a good point. And like, I understand it. They're trying to sell this game to America. They've got well, not one crack. It's a few years to come. They've got one crack this season. Mm. So maybe there are points coming. But either way, I'm not going to... I feel like we're in the basket here of worrying about something that may not be too big an issue. Maybe I, I, yep. I'm also – it's only one week. I can cop a poor score in one game. Yep. But then when you add factors like that draw to start the season, you know, I know they've got the week off, the back half of round one. They do play the cover. Thursday round two, which is only 11 days yeah. actually. I was going to so say that. So I'm just looking at these sort of things. <clears throat> it's a factor. My other thing is – 
are we assuming, and sorry to Maddie here, but are we assuming that the Roosters and Bunnies are suddenly be defending really well to start the year? Like, they weren't that good last season. They just made, one of them didn't make the eight. I think Roosters snuck in. But then Penrith round three is the issue. <laughs> you always see that red yeah. flag of Penrith. Um, I still think there's an opportunity that Walsh and some of these Brisbane guys could start really well. Rounds one and two, Penrith's always tough. But again, we saw what Walsh can do. He could still score his 70 against Penrith. Then he has Cowboys, you know, Melbourne, who aren't as what they once were, Dolphins, Raiders, and no buys for the whole first half of the season or round 13. So yep. he's set and he's in your side if you want him. But yeah, I get the concerns as well. So for me, it's a big decision around, am I going to start with him or am I going to have a crack at, you know, Luttrell or, or Turbo or someone? Yep. It's, it's a big call. Yeah, I'm not against him by any means, and I haven't put a line through him. I just there are a few little red flags cropping up. Maddie Reese Walsh, how do you see it? Do you think he can sort of pick up where he left off last season, or you know, does the Vegas trip concern you at all? How do you see it? Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to repeat everything you guys said, but I agree with basically everything you said. I think I also think that Brisbane finished their season extremely well last year. Like I'm sure he'll pick it up at some point, but I don't know. It's been a it's been a long off season. They've got a tough run. They're going to Vegas. I I can see him warming up into the season. I can also see him exploding. But yeah. I think there's there's too many uh, deterrents for me yeah. to go for him. Yeah, I, I'm with you at this stage, and sort of got him penciled in maybe about that round five to six. But even then, if you're starting with two gun fullbacks, it's like, geez, who do you trade for? He did. Um, I've lost it here, but I'm pretty sure the start of last season he went bonkers the first six seven rounds so i mean he's young and fit and flying so there's every race he could just come out and blitz it but yeah it's a fullback every year hey tough yeah. decision it's an exciting exciting <coughs> position and one my first take looking at a few different teams going around looking at it's literally been about 10 hours since the game launched but looking at the early ownerships of players very very open which is i love i you hope there's some diverse teams that will change as we get closer to round round zero or round one whatever you want to call it but it's exciting at this stage by Payne Haas, 750k to start the season notoriously I, I don't like paying up for front rolls early on in the season I, I don't see it being a position where you can you know make sort of gap sort of your rivals early on in the year that being said, Payne Haas, he played a lot of last year with a couple of different injuries. Provided he's fully fit to start this season, he averaged 74 last season, which I believe was a career high, 63 and 68 the seasons prior. Look, there's no re reason why he can't average 75 plus this year. He only scored about two or three tries. He can up that. Not for me, but at the same time, front row forward, it's a pretty grim position to start the year, as it always is. Not for me, but like I mean, I can see why people are going there. He's probably going to be the bet, top averaging front row in the game by end of season. Yeah, I'd love to start with him. Um, as you said, if you spend your money there, though, you're going to find it tricky elsewhere in the key spots like halves, hooker, and whatnot. So, um, sorry, fullback as well. So, look, the only thing about Haas for me, as you said, he might be healthier this year. His offloads coming along, hey. Like, I think it's, we're going to see more offloading from Payne in the Haas. So. He's always had it, though. It's like clearly <clears throat> back end of last year, I felt, and I'd have to check the numbers. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I felt like the arm was free a bit more. And I feel like the Broncos, we saw how effective they were playing that attacking footy. It's going to up it a gear, which is why I love Walsh even more as well. They're just going to go, we are good guys. We, we nearly knocked off Penrith. Let's go again. Let's just, mm. let's just blast them out of the park so much to tell in in the nl trials we'll learn so much from them as we know a lot of change between now and round one if he comes out in trials and he's been given a license to offload 
sweet. My opinion will change dramatically because if he starts offloading five, six times a game, which you know he's certainly capable of, especially when he's running 22 times a game, it'll change. But for now... Uh, I am happy to uh, avoid so far. Selwyn Cobbo moved to centre. Does not interest me one bit. Ezra Mam at 532k. Another one who had a had seemed to have like a sort of niggling knee injury, I think it was, for a lot of last season. There's going to be hype around him coming off his grand final hat trick. 5'8", to tough position early on. Like, if you're not paying up for Dylan Brown, maybe Cameron Munster. Cody Walker's got the Vegas trip as well. New combinations. Well, new combinations. Jackie White on his outside, nothing too dramatic there. But Ezra Mam at 532k, mm. out and out gun. If he is sizzling throughout the preseason, looks fit, I don't mind him. Yeah, I don't mind him either. I didn't realise he's pretty cheap, isn't he? Which also reflects his average. But has he gone to a new level now? We saw what he's, he did. That's the thing with players like Walsh and Mam, and it'll sound like uh, I'm contradicting myself in a few things I might say at times, but players like the, these two. They're young and they're only getting better and better and better. They're not 27, 28-year-olds where uh, we've seen it, how much better can they get. They're getting better by the game. Yep. And they could get exponentially better. You just don't know. And the, the ceiling's unlimited. And why, the, you know, I've got that Vegas and the tough draw concern with Reese Walsh. Right, it should all be applicable as well for Ezra Mam. But Ezra Mam's almost 300k cheaper and he's not at fullback where there are so many other great options. There's not a lot of great options. I don't mind Ezra. Yeah, I'm going to have a bit of a delve into him in the spy den. Uh, Brendan Piakura, another one who, at second row, he looks a quality option, 426k, second row. There's a, there's a lot of great buys. I think it's probably, you know, I've got my draft team in at the moment. Fullbacks are strong. I've sort of spent up there for now. I've spent up at halfback. We'll reveal some teams, some early teams in coming podcasts and certainly online. But 2RF looks stacked. Piakura, he's put price on a 42-point average from 57 minutes per game last year. He averaged 59.6 in five 65-plus-minute games last season. 39.4 in base stats last season. Base stats, which we'll refer to time and time again in this podcast for any newbies out there. That is the stats you get from your tackles and your runs minus any missed tackles. So basically the core of your scoring. If you have a bad day, you should still be getting these numbers. I don't mind him. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, he's in my side. Um, love him. He looks good too. Real Britain nicker of vibes. Yeah. I think there will be a few lower scores when the attack doesn't come, but the attack's good enough in a gun team that there'll be some tons. Yep, no, I agree. He's in my side. Maddie, an interesting one that I'm eyeing off a little bit, and I think it could be a little super coach gold mine, is the right wing spot at the Broncos. Mm. I don't know if it's going what they're going to do. So Selwyn Cobbo moving to centre. We're going to have Corey Oates, Dion Mariner, and Jesse Arthurs. Three options to fill that spot. If they, I don't know if they're going to move Arthurs to that wing, and then we see Oates or Mariner play on the left wing. I believe Oates has played the, the majority of his footy on the left wing. In terms of buys, Arthurs at 376k, Oates 451, Mariner 569. Arthurs is probably the only one that I really want due to the price if he ends up there. But outside Adam Reynolds, Reese Walsh's strong side, it's a good spot to be. Yeah, like as we know, we don't know who's going to play where, like which side. Um, the trials will be very interesting. But we saw Reynolds and Selwyn Cobo link up on that right a lot last year. So if Jesse Arthurs is on that right side, then I'll be definitely getting him 100%. Yeah, at that price, it looks good. Do I have a stat for you boys? Mm. Hit a spot. Um, it's unbelievable. It could be the stat of the year. 
Wow. Podcast number one. <laughs> Corey Oates. Scored zero tries last year. That's amazing in itself. Yep. In nine games for Brisbane, outside like Walsh, that's ridiculous. He scored 20 the year before. He scored 20 tries less. Hmm. And I've checked like three different sites because I didn't believe it. Yeah. And it's true. <clears throat> so what that tells me, A, he didn't average amazing with 20 tries, which is a concern. Yeah. But, his average, but his average this year is based on having not scored all year. On 44 points from nine games. There were, there were some line breaks in there. I mean, surely the only way is up. So if Oates is left wing... I just think don't write him off just yet. If you can get back to his try-scoring ways and average, what's he? What did he average last year? Forty-four last 44. year, fifty-seven the year prior. You can get back into the mid-fifties or something, maybe start the year or. So, to, in terms of left v right, it, like the way you're saying, if he ends up on the right outside Reynolds and Walsh, I was either. I was like, Walsh can still go left and hit a winger. So he can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't worry me all that much. It's just one to consider. At his price, he's not expensive in the centres. Broncos a winger. Base at that price outside Walsh, if he's playing, I think you've got to consider him. I will <coughs> on the right wing. Yep. On the left wing, I just think the right wing gets so much more ball. So yep. on the left, not keen. We'll see how that one plays out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, Spy, moving on to the mighty, uh, just on cheap, you watch there, not a lot. Blake Moser is probably the only one to keep an eye on at under 300k. If anything happens to Billy Walters and he ends up playing some big mints, he's a massive talent. Can play. Huge, huge wraps on him, so one to keep an eye on. But just, just quietly, I was hoping you were going to fall off your chair. has got absolutely minimal reaction from my start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> 20 tries to zero. It's unbelievable. It's Carry on. <laughs> he did. It, it is a great stats by, but he did play less than half the games in 2023 that he did in 2022. Uh, I'm, I'm not that quick. I'll just scored four or five in the nine <laughs> games for Brisbane. I'll, I'll add to it. He, the year before he scored 20, he only scored four. And the year before that, he only scored two. So he did, he did play less games in those two years. He played 14, Still. 2020, 14, 2021. So yeah, that 2022 season was a, was a big one for Oates. Real um, anomaly, you might say. Yeah, and no then, yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, it's craziness. Right. Uh, Spy at the mighty Canberra Raiders. Ko Weeks two seventy three k. Ethan Strange two thirty eight k. Chevy Stewart two hundred four k. All big chances to start in round one. Preseason, there's still a lot to unfold for the Raiders and their team. But Ko Weeks coming down from Manly. At this stage, likely to start at five eight. Ethan Strange, we saw him carve up for the New South Wales nineteens last season. He is available as dual 5'8 CT dub. Weeks is dual fullback 5'8. Strange likely to start at centre. 
Chevy Stewart, the raps on the young fella are just enormous. He, he's, hope, he's a very promising talent for the future. Could start in round one. Xavier Savage, also a chance for that. I'm tipping at this stage Chevy Stewart, but look, it's a hit out for those two uh, leading into the season. If they all start, are they going to be in your team? Chevy Stewart is also dual fullback CT dub, so all pretty enticing prospects. Yeah, they um, obviously it depends on what cheapies are available. If there's a stack of others we can just lock in, there is. These guys are under a bit of pressure for their positions, uh, but I'll be pretty happy to just start all three of them. Maybe one then falls out of the rotation or whatever it may be, yeah. but if the other two are going well, happy days. Um, Ethan Strange, so good in New South Wales 19s last year. Love him. Um, Seb Chris, due back <coughs> round four, I believe it is, from a suspension. He's a big risk, isn't it? Throws a bit of a spanner in the worst, a bit of uncertainty. I mean, yeah, it, makes it, it does make it tough. But, I mean, do you just pick... Both of them, and if you lose one of them, is what it, you, we don't get nail all the cheapies anyway. No. You'd hate to just pick none of them or pick one of them and get it wrong. That'd be annoying, but I guess you can trade up. But yeah, at this stage, if there is a bit of a dearth of cheapies in the centres, happy to lock them in. But I mean, round one team's critical, isn't it? What's yeah. your gut telling now when Chris comes back? Like, what do you, what do you re- where do you reckon he'll go? Stick loves him. I know yeah. that. So he'll be there somewhere. Um, I think, lo- I think centre. For Ethan Strange, but if Strange kills it, you've nearly got to put Seb on the wing, don't you? Mm. I mean, I I don't want him at fullback. It also depends how Chevy goes. Like those first couple of weeks, how that form is going to be everything, isn't it? Like if, if they're talented, they're young. Savage, yeah. Savage is around, so they've got the opportunity, obviously, to lock a spot down. But gee, if they're if they're not quite there. And a bit, bit more time in New Wales Cup, you know, Sticky won't hesitate. So. It's a scary position to, to sort of be looking at it as as a Raiders fan, but it's also exciting because there's some serious young talent there. How do you see it playing out, Maddie? Yeah, I, I have no idea. That's yeah. and, that, and that's that's the mm. reality. Like this full strength backline has about four or five different possible combinations yeah. that it could be, and I actually, yeah, I'm a bit undecided as to what I think the best is. Um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Ethan Strange there. I, I hope that's the case. I think what you what you put is is in your article. Yeah. Um. I agree. I think that will be the the round one with Stuart Rafanat, Timoko, Strange, Hopwadi. But you're right. Like, it's it's one of the they're one of the most curious teams in the comp, Canberra. Massively. The other, oh, yeah. sorry. The other one is if what Seb's back round four or something, whatever yeah. it may be. If any of that back line gets hurt, they hold their spot anyway. So, again, they yep. might just stay there. It's, it's a tricky one. I, I think you just decide based on the other cheapy options in the centres. Because the other there. option is, and we'll know the plans with this one early on because he'll spend time in the halves if he is. But Ethan Strange, you know, can also play in the halves. So, K.O. Weeksu is far from locked into that 5-8 yeah. spot. If Sebi comes back at centre, the plan, like Strange could go to the halves. Definitely. You know, that being said, if that is the plan when Seb comes back, who will have a spot there, you probably just start the season with Ethan at 5'8". Yeah, maybe maybe they will. So Interesting. Time will tell, mate. Morgan Smithies, the English import, comes over likely at this stage to start at number 13. We do have Corey Horsbrush suspended until round four, which is not ideal in terms of Morgan Smithies, but I think we can expect, provided he looks all right in the trials, which I'm sure he will, Tough as nails, English middle forward. He'll make a ton of tackles, play good minutes, have a ton of runs. I don't think he'll be offloading too often. I don't think he'll be ta- busting tackles. I don't think he'll be getting many attacking stats. But at 345k, if you've got a 60-plus minute middle forward that has a good work ethic, 
looks looks pretty safe, but could also be that little 400, 415K, make 60K, and you flip him and go, what have I just done? Look, I've achieved nothing. Yeah. Are you telling me a Pommy Ford coming across might be a bit easy to predict? Hard, tough as nails, yeah. and work hard in the middle? Yeah. Um, mate, with Corey Drew back, though, I don't think there's a spot in that starting side, is there? So I'd hate to well, start with him. I think... <coughs> There is every chance that Josh Papali'i goes to the bench. Okay, bring him on as impact. Corey starts as a number eight next to Joe Papa True. on the front lines. Papa off the bench, pretty handy. Enormous. Plays, plays the same minutes anyway, yep. so yeah, I get it. So, Ooh, tempting there. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Papali'i, smoky alert. 31 years old. It's not old, is it? You feel like he's been around forever. He's only 31. Yeah, he wow. typically averages I thought he was like 60, 36. 59, 60 plus. Last year was down to 54 or 3. Why don't we let Stel check that for us? This front row dilemma could be solved early. You don't have to have him all year. It's based on 52 average after going 59, 60, 63, 65 previous seasons. If he can get back to around 60, it's the perfect plug-in in the front row. Interesting. So we'll see how the old rig looks pre-season because he can start a bit slow. Lay, Papa. Loves, a, loves, a, uh, loves a big off-season, Papa. Yeah, he, um, he obviously gets better and better as the season goes on. But at that 533K. Price, we've never had him at this price. So, big bounce back for the, the Papa. Maybe. 31, Papa. Well, no. He's 32 in May, but it's, it's not that old. He's got it's some fine. good footy left in him, big Papa. Uh, Spy, anyone else at the Raiders you wanted to touch on there? Um, Joe Tarpany's probably one flavour of the- I did look at Tarpany, but... He just notoriously does ease in minutes. He'll do his job. Season. Won't hurt you, but nah. Yep. I have a question. Is it going to be Levi and Starling? I think so. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think I think the fact that Wolford asked for a release and was trying to get out to go to the Jays, look, sure, there might have been a better money offer there and a lot of things that could have gone on that we don't know about, but it just sort of says to me that, like, Ricky brought Levi down. And, look, I, I think he's a solid footballer, but... I don't think he offers a lot, but Ricky obviously loves him. Like he mm. kept, brought him down last year and started him, had that broken jaw. I reckon Levi and Starlow off the bench is how they'll start the season. Yep, fair enough. Again, though, wide open. Mm. Like, far out. It, it, it's wide Some decisions for yeah. Stick. It's a bit of a rebuild, potentially, so yeah, anything could happen there. Spy, long-time supporters of SC Playbook. Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW, back on deck for the NRL season. Uh, very grateful for the support from the boys. Once again, they can do it all. From getting the best rate on your home loan, if you're looking to get into the market, into the future, to a car loan, a personal loan, whatever it might be, they do debt consolidation. Another key offering if you're struggling to stay on top of your bills. Best of all, because you listen to the SC Playbook podcast, you'll save $129 with a free consultation when you let them know that we sent you. It doesn't matter where in Australia that you're based. So if you are sort of sniffing around and thinking, oh, I want to, want to get into the housing market, whether it's now, whether it's in the future, have a chat to them, have an idea of where you're at, and they'll give all the information that you need to know. To do so and to get in contact, message them on, on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW. You can call them on 02 9521 or there's an email in our predicted teams article on the SC Playbook website, Spy. A super pod to start the season now. We're going off not a lot of website data having just launched today. But who's a guy that you found at low ownership and a guy that's likely at this stage to start the season uh, at low ownership and in super pod range? Another one for new listeners to the podcast or those new to Supercoach. What is a pod? A pod stands for point of difference. A low ownership player that will separate you from the pack. Super pod, that's what a bloke that no one owns. Zach Labert. Cowboys yeah, centre. Yep, yep, yep. 
I've barely even looked at his stats. I just know he's a weapon. I've watched him, so he um he's bloody good. So if he nailed that round one spot for the Cowboys, he can play footy. In a side I think will probably improve. Um good price there in the centers. What do you do? Four games last year, average fifty seven. Like he's good. So Yeah. Yeah, like I'd genuinely consider starting with him. Especially yeah. the Cowboys jaw. So yeah, we'll see if he gets the nod. See how he goes in trials, but like Zachy Labert. I don't mind it either. I've um, I've got a big predicted teams for round one. Every team in the competition with a bit of analysis. It'll be him and Viliami Vailea, the recruit from the Warriors, vying for that centre spot, I believe. And I've currently got Labour there for the same reason. I just think he's very good. Uh, yeah. Vailea, it'll be a pre-season hit out, but very talented Labour. So I've got him. My only concern potentially with Labour is... From memory, I, th- I think he came in late last season when Val was suspended in the back end of the year, at least for the last couple of games, and he killed. He scored three tries in two games in the final two rounds uh, against... Was it a play dependent? Did they rest or not? No, I don't think they did. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's just awesome. Uh, but if he played on the right edge and Val was on the left, I don't know which way they'd do it if they'd keep Val on the left, but I think you probably want to be on the left edge at there, outside Tommy did. Um... It's a good concerned. spot to be, but yeah, look, I don't want to overthink that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the price, and he's about <coughs> mid-400s, certainly a sneaky little pickup. The other one there, again, we'll get to him later when we do the Cowboys, but Viliami Vailea, he's at around about 350-odd, so if he gets Cheap. the spot, he's also tempting as well. Big, yep. strong body. Yeah. Matty, yep. Superpod, who'd you come up with, mate? I came up with Mike Sivo because... Sivo. Big Sivo. He, look, so many people, a lot of Eels fans as well, I know I kind of off him. They think he's kind of pass it and yes he he had a pretty bad mm. year last year i thought but i we know what he can do and dylan brown and sean lane barely played last year and they both play on his side i uh, the eels have a pretty solid good draw to start the year uh like not perfect but it's not terrible um and he's you know he's been much more expensive in the past as you guys know more than anyone so yeah. i think that he is a good shout he got up last year to 670k because he goes in these try-scoring runs. 154 in the last round. Well, there you go, because he's, he's capable he's of that. He's capable. That's the yeah. thing, yeah. Matty, just chasing upside over there. I love it. it. I love yes. the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice, call, mate. Just call your team chasing upside. I should. Good. <laughs> uh, for me, by one of your, your many, many boys that you have. This is pretty legit, though, this one. Yeah, so I, I just this saw is a pretty say, legit yeah. one. Uh, Jackie Kiraz, <clears throat> currently 1.6% ownership. Ooh. Everyone will remember he was the boom of the start of last season. The Doggies, I think they upset Melbourne in like round two, but outside of that, they weren't doing anything overly impressive. He wasn't scoring that many tries. Before he got injured, he had six games, and he was averaging 80 points per game. He only had three tries in those six games. Yeah. He then went through a phase where, you know, he scored lower. He came back early he from injury. Busted. He was busted. He was 100%. Yep. The back end of the year, he still averaged around the mid-60s. If he's fully fit and ready for round one, I haven't seen anything to suggest mm. otherwise. He's, like, the doggies, they're not going to go any worse, I don't think. They should only be an improving side. Yep. With his work, he had 33 in base last year. I'm... Comfy willing to say that that's up towards 40 points per game if he didn't have those injuries. His price on a 59-point average. Doggies have a reasonable start to, of the a draw to start the season. Far out. Like he, he's about 600K, but... You know how to twist my arm, I'll tell you what. 
he doesn't even need to score when he's in there. No, he's Jay always Carraz. in there. And all the word out of the club, and <coughs> we'll get Adam Drusi on, on the potty in the next coming weeks, but he has all the doggies in, insights for us, and he'll tell <coughs> us about you know who's killing it, who isn't it training. But everything I've heard f- from ads and other blokes around the doggies club is that Kiraz is just a leader, a likeable <coughs> bloke, an enormous work ethic. So, you know, what he puts on off the field, it translates to on field. So... I do really want just a reliable centre or two this year. And it doesn't have to be the elite guys, so maybe he fits that category. I really like it. Can I throw one quick one? He's not playing around one. It's Jack Whiten. Yeah. Depends where he ends up. Uh, is he left centre? Well, we, we, we don't know. Could be anywhere. Uh, yeah, left centre. Good to see you've done your due diligence and looked at the, the podcast plan because we're about to get to the South Sydney Rabbitohs yeah. preview and we can talk about him then. But you want him on Smokey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Superpod. About zero percent now because he's not playing round one. You said you said to us before the podcast. Said even though Maddie's the bunnies bloke on this episode, <laughs> you said go to us first because I've got one for you. You didn't. You knew it was coming up. You didn't even let us get to the bunnies. No, I've got more. Oh. That, that wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Jack White in a minute, but like very, very shortly. Uh, I forgot to mention the Raiders draw. The Knights away, Tigers at home, Warriors away, Sharks away, Eels at home. So. Not too bad to start start of the year. The Knights round one away. That uh, that brings back some pretty bad <coughs> memories at McDonald Jones Stadium. Spy, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Our yeah, next team preview. They got a new centre. <laughs> <laughs> Their draw for the season: Seagulls in Vegas, Broncos away, Roosters away, Bulldogs home, Warriors home. So three tough games to start. Seagulls, give or take how tough they actually are, but I just adding the Vegas, the travel, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so three tough games to start into the Bulldogs and the Warriors. Spy, you asked me pre-show, you wanted to start the Bunnies. I want to start the Bunnies, then I'll throw over to the real Bunny in the corner over there. <laughs> but two things, you just mentioned draw, potentially semi-tough early, then there's a few decent games, but from I think round seven onwards it goes by Melbourne Penrith. Mm. Are going to have a lot of bunnies. That's a risky little period. Um, but what I wanted to say was a lot of the sides, like let's say Brisbane, for example, might be priced somewhere around their max because they were so good last year. The bunnies, these are the guys who I've sort of looked at and the averages, how far they fell last year. Alex Johnson, 68 down to 58. Is this from when they fell off a cliff? <coughs> no, sorry, previous season. Oh, yeah. So 2022 to 2023. Alex Johnson, 68 down to 58. That's 10 points less. Damian Cook, 75 to 65. Cam Murray, 70 to 63. You could just lock those three bikes in and they are based at their absolute basement, surely. Sorry, price of the absolute basement price. It's very rare you get a pretty good side like the Rabbits who have that potential just to bounce back to their norm and just get eight to 10 points without doing anything. Yeah. Just going back to normal. Just makes me look at it and go, how many of them do I want? The draw is tricky and awkward, but, I mean, there's not a lot of risk in it, is there? Because they're already based down here. Yeah. Mm. Maddie, I'll throw to you because a lot of the Supercoach credentials of South Sydney players, to me, comes down to the bench and whether Peter Mamazoulos is picked on the bench. I don't think he will be, but we had a bit of a chat about it on the, the Bloke in Bar podcast on Monday. Not only the week before, but having just re-signed for three years, does that suggest to you that he might sneak into a bench spot and they might look to get Damien Cook into a shared hooking role? Or, like, they've already got Sleva Havili there, so if they were going to do that, would they not worry about it? Because if, if Mamazoulos is on the bench, you know, it helps 
lock in the minutes of certainly someone like Cam Murray, Tavita Totola? How do you reckon they're going to go? If you asked me this time last week, I would have definitely said Havili, and I did. I said on Guru Show, yeah. I think South's missed Havili last year. He had a freak injury. Um, he, he's He's been good for us, but now that they've locked in Mamazelos long-term, would he, would he have re-signed if there wasn't some sort of plan for him? Yeah. Like, he's already he's already been so patient. Like, how much more patient can he possibly be? So, as soon as he re-signed last Friday, I think it was, it kind of switched one for me. I I, I think I'm leaning towards Mamazelos start uh, having a bench spot now. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. And, and that, like, let's start with Damien Cook then, because it's enormous on him. Hooker is a really interesting position this year. I'm actually chatting uh, about the number nines with Guru on Beers and Break Evens tomorrow morning. Comes out tomorrow afternoon. So we'll have a good chat about that. But Damien Cook, for the reasons you just mentioned, Spy, you know, there's appeal there. He only Mm. had last season, where was it? He had 47 in base, which is very solid. He only had three tries last year and nine tries this. I think he ups both of those this year. Yep. A really genuine starting option at hook at 663k, a significant discount on Harry Grant. But Maddie, if Mamazelos, I think is the correct pronunciation, so I think got Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Mamazelos, not Mamazelos. Um, if he's on the bench, well, that probably suggests 60 minutes for Cook. Yeah, correct. But yeah. Cookie's also only like 31, 32. He's not that old either. And he, like, he just played for the Blues. Mm. I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough, and it's, it's just going to be one of those ones where un- until we get confirmation, who gets that fourteen roll? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, one so day, interesting. Yeah, one day keeping up. Uh, Latrell Mitchell spy seven eighty nine k. Keep talking about ages, and it's like you go new after year, and you think, how old are these blokes? Latrell, <laughs> can I guess? Yeah. <laughs> just off Tom Ed, he's been around forever, but he's probably what like. 27 or something 26 Yeah That's insane Ridiculous yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Like he could retire He's yeah. done everything yeah, It's he's crazy done everything He averaged 77 wow. last season That was down on 85 <laughs> and 82 The years prior Yep Constantly seems to have Some sort of lingering injury But if he comes back Fully fit for round one I'd imagine his ownership Won't be overly high Because there is people Like Pappenhausen At a cheaper rate Tommy Turbo For now wanting to go there Reese Walsh Caelan Ponger You can't have them all He's fully fit. I think Jackie White and arriving is going to get the best out of Latrell because yep. they're great mates. I'm tempted. I'm more than tempted. He's yeah. right in the mix. You know what it comes down to me for Latrell? If he looks somewhat lean in trials, he goes in my sides. Yeah. Basically, it's, it's a little bit like Tommy. He's another one. Like, this is where the battle gets on. But if Tommy makes one good run with power and you go, oh, my God, he's speed and power back. back. You don't need much to see from those yeah. guys. Huge option. Huge base. Goal kicks. Like... The draw doesn't worry all that much. Trail's a weapon. Cody Walker at 705k. Maddie, we know your team's going to be biasedly stacked with bunnies, but yep. Latrell, Cody Walker at 5'8, where, again, if, if you don't want to pay out for Dylan Brown, there's not a lot of great 5'8 available. Latrell, Cody, interesting either of those two for you trying to take those uh, what are the Cardinal and Myrtle glasses on. <laughs> Very hard for me to do so. Latrell, I can pretty confidently say will be in my team. <laughs> I, but that, not be, I mean, yes, because he's a South player, but yeah. also because as we figured out on Monday, this is his first full preseason with yeah. South. I'm expecting a huge year from Latrell. Uh, Cody, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I reckon ever since I've started playing super coaches, he's been in my team and he's. He's had he's had more good patches than bad, so he's just he's getting a bit older now. So uh, I'm not I'm definitely more keen on Latrell. 
Yeah, that's my concern with with Cody, 34 years old. He hasn't shown Ooh. any signs of slowing down, but he has been a player that has relied on a, a bit of speed and footwork and these sorts of things. At some point, you have to start to slow down. He was terrific last year, but you know when you're paying a lot of money for a player with a bit of a tough draw, it's a bit of a concern. Spot. 34 is a genuine worry. Yeah, you're hitting mid thirties. That's when blokes start to typically sort of slow down. Not saying he will, but if it happens, you go okay. Not not surprised. So, yeah, I think he probably didn't fall off a cliff as much in terms of Supercoach scoring last year either as some of the others. So I think he's probably priced somewhat closer to where he should be. Uh, he's a no for me. You look someone like Cherry Evans, who has probably not scored consistently as high as Cody in recent years, but at a similar age. But Ches being a game manager, different, very different player and age, despite both being halves. He's not relying on speed as much. Also, as shout out to Cherry Evans. Remarkable what he's doing at his age. age. Wow. So good. Uh, Campbell Graham at 703k, up a lot on recent years 63, 56, 61 averages. Uh, 69 last year he was So I just think Despite his great base And all the promising signs I do think the arrival Of Jack Whiten On the left edge Which is absolutely stacked There's Chad of Keon Kloam And Tungy moving to the left edge Is a concern there So I don't want to pay for him Maddie Started the show with it But mm. Tell us Duncan I know you're a massive fan Love him Do you think he's going to start Or do you think they're going to go With Jai Arrow on that Starting on that edge I, if it was me, I'd start with Talis. But I, the way I think they're going to go is they'll put... Because I'd like to see Jai Arrow in the middle. That's just me personally. I don't think they're going to do that. I think uh, Jai Arrow and Cole Matangi will be the two edges. I think that Talis Duncan will definitely play on, play on the bench. Uh, because I think, and I'm not, I don't know this, I'm just I'm going off vibe here, but he's like a Cam Murray 2.0. And Souths have to look after Cam Murray a little bit more. So maybe... He'll be interchanging with Cam a, a little bit there. I, I see. I see Talis Duncan playing both in the middle and on the edge this year. Yeah, you need to use the term Cam Murray two carefully around me, mate. Just oh yeah, oh two in one team, dear <laughs> lord. Um, because Talis Duncan, sorry, spy yeah. cheapy talk. He's already in a lot of teams so far. Obviously, people expecting him to start. He's at 321k last season, 35 points per game in just 29 minutes in his seven games, 26 in base. Looks like there's attacking upside to him. He'd have to be starting, though, to pick him, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be picking him on the bench, yeah. that's for sure. I just wanted to mention on Campbell Graham, uh, he averaged 76 or 77 up to the point he really hurt his shoulder last year. I know yeah. he was already hurt. Then he came back in that push for the finals and clearly wasn't right. He was... So uh, and it dropped down to 68.9. So there is value there, but did he overachieve the first half of the season? So I don't think you're mad to start with him um, because of that fact, but he's priced pretty yeah. high. So you'd want to be pretty sure he's going to score a heap of tries again. Yeah, and, and with, with Jackie White on the left, if Keon goes, I can just see them getting <coughs> so much ball in that even left. Just, so. Even just a lot of the time, Cody and Troll were hitting short. Yep. They might just find the winger this year. It could change so quickly yep. like that, so... Paying top dollar for him. Speaking of right wingers, are you coming up here or what? Right wingers or left wingers? Right. Munro. You can. Yeah. Really? Just pull up his, his four games from last year. Tell me what he averaged. Because it's oh. a lot. Mate, it's your... Right wing. Your talk. What it you is got? actually here. I just wanted to have a look because it might shock you. Um, stat shock day. Go. Shoot. Four games. 
65, 91, 47 were his three scores. One was in the wet from memory. I'm almost sure it was. Yeah, what I, Warriors. What I like the about him. He against yeah. the Warriors. And he scored 65 and he looks good. I was dead set nearly your last win, Matty. <coughs> yeah. It, it actually almost was. It <laughs> yeah, was it, it, I think it actually was our last win against a top eight team. Yeah, shit. So I don't know if he's starting given, obviously, he's a smaller body. He's got a, an ankle concern as well, I think. But what I love about him, he's playing outside the trail. Always good. Mm. And the attacking bunny side... Should hit back, would expect. But when you give this kid an ounce of space, yeah. he scores or makes the line break. There's no like, oh, he nearly went through. Oh, he's gone. And he can set him up. He can score him. I think if he starts, I'm pretty bloody Kane. So Munro's 483k. <laughs> Alex Johnston, proven performer, on the dominant edge, who you'd be paying up about – he's a tick under 600k, AJ. He – Whereas he five ninety six k, you wouldn't pay the extra hundred to go to AJ. I might have both. <laughs> Let's see. I don't. Yeah, know, I don't know how safe Munro is to be honest. Like I know, I know he's an absolute gun, but yeah. he's very young, and I reckon there's every chance they'll put him uh, put him in reserve grade for a bit to play a bit of fullback. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not like I'd love to see him play that the wing the whole year, but I'm not. I wouldn't be absolutely certain on it. Yeah, it's risky. So who involved. do you think if he wasn't picked, who do you think would play in his position? Every chance they could put Tass there. Yeah. Every chance they could put Thompson there for a bigger body. Every chance they could put Tane Milne there. There's a, there's a few options. So uh, they do I need a bigger body. I as well. think he'll start the year though, cause, just because White suspended. Yeah. I think he'll go to Vegas. So spy on Jackie White, an interesting one. Five twenty nine k move to center. Some really good numbers playing center for the Blues, and particularly bigger base stats. He's never been super coach relevant, despite being the go to mm. guy for the Raiders at five eight. Doesn't play round one due to suspension. He's caught your eye. Oh, he's just going to get the quality of ball he's going to mm. get. I don't care where he plays. But if it's less centre particularly, that's been Isaiah Tass's spot, who's been really good for a period. I'd just have to sort of check out, you know, Jackie's, what, 5.30, so it's still a little bit of money, but it's not. It's far from the elite it's not range. Too bad, yeah. um, not available at 5.8, is that right? Cause he played he's that currently last not year. available at 5.8. I'm <clears> like... <throat> I get that they <coughs> he's set to start at centre, but the dude's played 5'8", what, last four Also, maybe he does play 5'8". Sure, we don't know. Like um, if Cody Walker goes down, he'll go and he's play 5'8". Eight, so yeah, I was expecting him to be at 5'8". But just yeah. just that left edge, quality ball. He's got good quick hands, strong ball runner, plenty of tries. Just that opportunity that he didn't have at the Raiders. I would Tell love what. for Jack White to be super coach relevant. I've always wanted to own him, yeah. but I never have, and I've never gone near him, and I've never been disappointed as a result. Yeah, so we'll get a free look basically those first week or two when he does return from suspension, but one to monitor for me. Matty, heaps of talk around Tavita to Toll at 435k. As I mentioned, mm. that people struggling to find the, the mid-range front row forward cash cows. Averaged 44 minutes per game last season. A little bit down on recent seasons. Had a couple of injuries. Played one minute in round one last year. But the way I'm seeing it, <clears throat> if there's a four-forward bench, which I'm expecting, particularly, uh, like I still think they'll probably go with Havili over Mamazelos. So it'll look like Havili, probably Duncan, Moali and Kepi. And then you've got the prospect of you know, maybe Arrow spend some time in the middle if they bring Duncan on on the edge. Or I don't see the appeal into Tola like everyone else seems to. What do you think? Well, from a rugby league perspective, I'm pumped for Tola. I think he had a very mixed year last year because he was just out. He just kept getting injured. But he, the year before, he won South Player of the Year. Yeah. Tommy Burgess is <clears throat> uh, one year old and will probably leave at the end of the year. And I also think uh, 
I don't think Tommy Virgil will start either. I reckon he'll come off the bench as he has done the last few years. Yeah. So, I look, I can't really comment on the Supercoach side of things. I don't know how he goes too much in Supercoach, but from a rugby league perspective, I am backing him to have a big year. The problem, sure. Spy, is there's no upside with him. Like, I don't... Yeah, so he, if you have a look, he averaged 43 last year in 44 minutes a game. The year before, though, which might be a better reflection, he played 46 minutes a game, averaged 51. So if he can up his... He can up it to 53 and you get a 10-point output, 53 at front row. I don't mind do a that. job. Yep, don't mind it, but he's still got to do it. So I think he's capable of returning and doing a pretty good job for you in your side. Yeah. I don't He doesn't scream appeal for me, though. I feel... Like, I'm happy to say that, you know, we're short on options in front of forward at the moment. And I'm still trying to plug that gap. And the players that I currently have in there, I'm not overly happy with. So I'm not even saying, like, he definitely won't be my team round one. Because if they, just, if they don't come up, maybe you might be forced to. Because he'll do a job, might make a little bit of money. But as it stands, I'm really hoping I can find a better option. He doesn't you know. scream pick me, does not he? Not at all. <laughs> uh, mate, moving on to our final team. And it is the Cronulla Sharks. And uh, the big question, Nico Hines, 900 and seventy thousand dollars. Before we get to that, though, draw Warriors away, Dogs at home, Tigers away, Raiders at home. Bye. Oh, it's an enticing. Yeah, it's draw pretty good. Nico. Top scoring Supercoach player, two years on the trot. I'm just looking at that draw after being burnt not only in for his first game last year in round four. Um, I think you've got to pay up, don't you? I'm thinking so. I just there are a couple of halfback options just screaming oh i could go well sammy yeah. walker maybe yesterday again but he averaged 95 that's the concern so will he make money very difficult to say Probably yes not. but that's not his job in your side he's a captaincy option yeah. who can hopefully average 90 odd for you you cop a little price loss but you've got him in your side you're just and set and when we look at captains <clears throat> nathan clearly the panthers have a relatively tough draw to start the season so you probably lean towards Nico in a lot of those games. Yeah. So yeah, I've I put him in, but gee, the the issue is speaking of bias, Sammy Walker and like Sean Johnson, I just love them both, and I can see why they could both have huge potential, especially with like the Warriors draw and stuff, which we we'll get to another time. Mm. But they're so much riskier than Nico, <laughs> but they could make cash. Um, but <clears throat> Sammy Walker would be the one I'd put in instead of him, probably. Because he could bounce back and average fifteen more. SJ struggles to go any better than last year, and he like whoa, whoa, I was about whoa, whoa, I was about whoa, whoa. to say I love SJ, but <laughs> he's going to struggle to be any better than he was last year. Always has injury concerns. Thankfully, he got through a season last year. He's already injured himself in preseason. Like yeah, no. It'd be in all honesty, it'd be probably Nico or Sammy Walker for me if I'm going to drop down. Yeah, because Sammy Walker could average fifteen, twenty more, which would be a huge play. I don't mind Sammy. Yeah. Yep, but. And it's something I ponder, but gee, it's nice having Nico on your side. Just don't have to worry about it. A lot of weight off the shoulders. Matty, lock and load Nico Hines, or are you feeling like getting a little bit weird and a bit different and going against him? Nah, I will not be backing against Nico Hines. He was, yeah, didn't even think about it. He'll be straight in. And it sucks watching Nico as a non-owner. It, it's caused me so much pain oh, yeah. the last two years. It's not fun. Time. No, it's horrible. I still want to enjoy my footy. The amount of times he's been on 100 at half-time and, and you've been a non-owner just going... <laughs> I can't watch the second half of this game of footy. It ruined my birthday weekend last year. <laughs> Poor spy. I had the whiskey ready on a Sunday after my party. 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 And um, I was pumped. Like, oh, no, Nico's on at four. And he'd, I think he's on about 400 after three minutes. I was depressed. <laughs> spy, it's a good draw to start the year. But there's not a lot of other interest at the Sharks for me. Britton Nicker, a bloke I'd love to own at some point. But I don't really want to pay up for him because in the second row four position... 
there are so many great mid-range options. I prefer to save a bit of money around there. Backline, again, guys like Jesse Raymond, Sefer Talakai, Sefer may even be on the bench. I think he'll start at centre. Uh, you know, I suppose the one that... It's a pretty simple conversation to have because if KL Iroh is starting centre round one, massive hype around him, I think everyone starts the season with him. But if he isn't, Talakai will be there. I don't think there's a lot of interest elsewhere. Yeah, I think much total opposite to the Bunnies, right? They're probably priced at what they're going to score somewhat. I don't see anyone that's maybe going to scream, I'm going to score heaps more. Of course, one or two might. But unlike the Bunnies where I see big bounce back years, they're probably all priced about where you expect them to be. So for me, that being the case... No real interest. Maybe Braden Trindle at 5'8", if he's available at 5'8". I don't I know if his dual position, I did yep. have a bit of a look at Trindle. I think he would need, I think he'd need to be kicking goals mm. ahead of Nico. And look, I had a look at him yesterday. His career, he hits about 74%. He's a good goal kicker. He, had a real, he took it off Nico late last yeah. year and had a shocker. Yeah. Because he can normally hit him beautifully. So, so yeah, I think, I think if... So he's 439k dual half at 5'8". Yeah. If he was to be goal kicking, we'll have a chat. Goal kicking, I would start with him a million percent. Yeah, especially with a soft draw. Yeah, uh, if he's not goal kicking or he might goal kick, uh, it's just worth a look. I haven't sort of delved yeah. deep into him. Um, but five eight, that's a tough position. That five eight spot, yeah. If you want to go away from your Dylan Brown types or, or the big dogs, mm. yeah. Spy, we might wrap that up for the first SC Playbook NRL podcast of the season. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Exciting time. Thanks, boys. Sure is. Good uh, debut for the year, I reckon, from the, the big three. Are we the new big three? Or what? <laughs> I think we might be. I think we are. Yeah. I agree. Desi's out of action for the moment. Darusi's off gallivant around the world somewhere. So <laughs> oh, we've got Clem to come back as well. So, yeah, she might, might be the big four. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, Maddie. Also strong. I'm not going to call it an official debut, but you, it, it was big. Well, it's, it's, you know, I've been on the bench for a few years, but yeah. this is my first start. Yeah, yeah your I first thought, start. I thought you handled the extra minutes really well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not really, you're not even fatigued. Impressive. Let's hope Talis Duncan can do the same. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for tuning in, guys. We'll be back every Tuesday throughout the preseason, same time. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 